Thank you for joining me this week for my conversation with Audrey Weidman, a fellow stress management coach who, even after doubling down on her own health, taking matters into her own hands and turning around symptoms of metabolic disorder, she suffered a heart attack. And now her passion is helping people and first responders recognize tools and strategies that they can use to resolve stress and to live with more health so that they can avoid the health situations similar to what she experienced. You're going to get so much out of this conversation. I'm so glad you're here with us this week. Enjoy. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Would you like to make more of your meditation practice? What if there was a tool that maximized your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity and strengthen your resilience to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that shares positive images, affirmations, and motivation in a method that literally wires your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button. See a sample video and sign up for your free trial. You can take 10 days to find out how the power of personalizing your own motivational videos by adding images from your photo library will bring you even greater benefits. I know you're going to love this tool. It's become one of my favorite go-tos and an important part of my daily routine. Head over to happifiedlife.com to start off happy with Positive Prime. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week on the show for my conversation with Audrey Weidman. Stress is no joke. Our mental health suffers, our gray matter shrinks, and it can even be a killer. And Audrey knows this firsthand. Even though she was a health coach and the healthiest person she, everyone knew, she had a heart attack. After a couple of months feeling like her body betrayed her, she realized she had done it to herself. Her constant negative mind chatter and feelings of not being enough was the driving force behind that heart attack. Once she realized this, she learned how to transform her stress. She became a certified stress mastery educator with the American Institute of Stress, a heart math facilitator, a student of positive psychology. 
Using those skills, she trains on mental resilience and cultivating happiness. Her clients include first responders, including the Chicago Police Department, heart attack survivors, ambitious professionals, and people who know it's time to make a change. As you can see, we have so much aligned. I've been looking forward to this conversation, Audrey. Thank you so much for making time and joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. And so I would love to know a little bit, I think that a lot of people come to be interested in coaching and health coaching because of their own experience. And then they get to, you know, reap the rewards of turning their health around. And so your story in that as a health coach, then you had to reckon with this whole experience after having your heart attack. What was it that brought you into that field to begin with? Yeah, so interesting. Well, I am the daughter of a heart attack. Uh, my dad died of a heart attack. And it happened when I was relatively young. I was only 20. And as I got to be more mature, um, I, I, they, the doctor said, you know, your cholesterol is elevating, your triglycerides are high, uh, we should put you on statins. And I didn't want to be on statins. And I also didn't want to be like my dad, you know, and uh, so I really took this to heart. And in three months time, I lowered my cholesterol by 40 points. I dropped about 10 pounds of belly fat and I, I had normal blood pressure, triglycerides, everything was good. And I maintained that for at least nine months. And, you know, I played tennis, I did yoga. I was very active and never really thought I had a bad diet per se, but when you have like, um, I discovered I had a genetic condition where I, my liver makes more cholesterol than it should. And I absorb too much from my intestines. So even like sort of a kind of healthy diet wasn't good enough for me. So I had to like really figure this out. And nine months later, I had the heart attack and, uh, and it was devastating because I thought, how could this be possible? I mean, it was just stunning. But I realized two, two months or so after it happened that it was my own thinking between my ears. Like what I was saying to myself, I was really feeling like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't successful enough was, was probably the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, I had financial pressures and I did it to myself. And I thought, well, if I did it to myself, I can undo this. The other thing I also, um, realized is that when I had the heart attack, uh, that it affects not just me. I was like very self-absorbed you know, like, oh, woe is me until I realized how much it affected my family. And lucky for me, because of my healthy lifestyle, um, my heart attack wasn't terrible. I didn't sustain too much heart damage, but it sure motivated me to like figure out what was going wrong. And one of the first things I did was uh, during cardiac rehab, it was during Christmas vacation, they had a substitute nurse who's from my community, 
who knew me. And she said, Audrey, what are you doing here? Oh my God, you are here. Why are you, you know, like what happened? And she, as a nurse said, I think you should try transcendental meditation Hmm. and transcendental meditation is like for the beginning meditator. I thought I've done everything to lower my blood pressure, except manage what goes on between the ears here. And so I knew I needed help. And the transcendental meditation program has four successive days of coaching. Like one is like a half day. And then you have another two hours, two hours, two hours, and you can come back at any time that you want. And it's proven. I mean, if you meditate any, like there are many forms of meditation and that's not the only one that I do, but it is proven to lower stress and uh, you're just, you kind of slow down and appreciate life more. And through that, um, I was introduced to heart math, which is, uh, they had a device. There's a woman named Dr. Heidi Hanna, who's very prominent stress mastery professional. And I was following her and she was talking about this heart math device called inner balance that you can clip to your ear and it's got a Bluetooth that you can um, attach to your phone. And the biggest thing, you know, me, the overachiever, I wanted to know, am I meditating right? Like I wanted to know if I was actually doing it. And what you can do is with this device, you can see how, if you are in heart brain coherence and Mm. It actually turns out that your heart communicates more to your brain than vice versa, because there's specialized cells in your heart that uh, communicate. So when we say, oh, he's all heart or she's following her heart, we kind of intuitively know that this is where it is. Like if people were asked, like if I pointed at you and then you asked me to point at me, I would put my hand over my heart. Because we recognize intuitively that this is the seat of our soul. You know, we kind of know that. And so with heart math, there is um, breath work and then just cultivating a really a higher level emotion, such as love or gratitude. And then finally sending it out to the world, sending it out to someone that you love. Like you can palpably like if you ever had a newborn baby and you can feel the love radiating from you and that love that you're sending to someone or maybe it's your first love or your your spouse or your mate when you were first dating you could feel the love radiating from you it kind of sounds like woo but it's a real thing they can measure it yes <laughs> they can measure it and so i got trained on like oh I can see that I'm in a very coherent state. And so that was, um, that's kind of how I got started into all of this. (laughs) I love it. Well, you have to follow your curiosity. I think that's really the secret to going deeper and making, allowing growth to happen the way that it can is, is having those questions and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to take a minute and find the answer to that. I love that. And I love the work that HeartMath does. Um, I haven't studied their program or become a practitioner, but I've always been fascinated by it. I love this intersection where science is finding ways to validate practices 
that we have used for thousands of years. Yes. Breath work, meditation, mindfulness. It's all so powerful. And now science is finding ways to explain why it works. So it's a really exciting time to be in this space and diving in as this research is coming in to play too. So I think that's so funny. You, you got outed in your cardiac rehab program by a, a neighbor or someone from your community. What are you doing here? Because even when we feel like we're doing all the right things, big air quotes on that, doing the right things, there are times in which we can be our own worst enemy. I mean, the, that negative self-talk that you were sharing, I think is so common. We say things to ourselves we would never say to a good friend. And we think it's perfectly acceptable. Right. Yes, so true, so true. And, you know, the thing was, I was ashamed that I had a heart attack. It was so incongruent with who I thought I was. Mm -hmm. I'd always been healthy and now I got even healthier. And um, I just thought everything I'm doing isn't working. How could this have happened? You know, it was like my my crazy thinking. So the only people that knew was uh, one close friend and my family. That's it. And here's what I learned. Don't share such a big burden and keep it all to yourself. It is kind of nice to know that people have your back, that they're mm -hmm. kind and considerate and um, will support you. Even though it was incongruent, it's, it's, if you, I know it's a moment of trauma, but if you can try to share that, because, you know, one of the things my, my physicians never did, they didn't tell me that I was eligible for, for a psychologist because it's a big, big deal. It is. Big deal. And I, so I was seeking all these ways by myself, but I had no idea that I was eligible for that. So and, and I had not seen a therapist before, so it didn't really occur to me, but if you have a big trauma like that, whether you get a diagnosis, you know, serious diagnosis of anything, you might want to talk to a psychologist, um, you know, to help you deal with it, but, and don't share, like have people that got your back, your inner circle besides your family. I was so narrow. It was kind of, um, oppressive. And it wasn't during COVID. It was like, you know, before COVID where, uh, it would have been nice to have more, you know, Hey, you got this kind of thing from my, from my buddies. Mm, I think that's a really important factor. And that's something that I've noticed and understand too, from the way that we deal with even run of the mill stress. And certainly, as you mentioned, like the last year and a half, what we've been through people, when they're in stressful situations or something happens, you know, sometimes our instinct is to withdraw and not seek that social support, right? We don't want to bring other people down, or we don't want to, you know, use their limited resources. If they have a lot on their plate, like we, we fill in the blanks a lot. We take some license <laughs> in writing these stories. Right. And, um, what I think is really helpful to remember is that we, we get so much when we're able to give and support other people, especially people that we love. And so it's just something that's helpful. I think to keep in mind when we could use support 
we could be doing someone else a favor by asking for it because they would love to support us. It helps them feel more helpful, more useful, you know, what, whatever kind of tag you want to put on it. It's like they're contributing and supporting, right? We've also got that heart coherence going as we connect and are authentic with each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think too, to your conversation, like you never would have thought you would fall victim to a heart attack. You, again, air quotes did everything right, you know, and, and it, it's almost important, I think, to destigmatize that things can happen to anybody. So anything we can do to be most prepared and healthy is, is important, right? Mm -hmm. To your point, you had that little warning sign, mm, high cholesterol, mm, this isn't great, a little metabolic syndrome going on super common. I mean, I think the percentages are like off the charts. Most Americans have a couple of these symptoms that they call metabolic syndrome when they go hand in hand, you know, mm. high blood pressure, cholesterol, you know, slightly overweight. And yet without that warning sign, you wouldn't have already been turning, tuning up your health. That heart attack might've impacted you in a completely different way. And so, you know, it's hard not to feel like a bit of betrayal, but I was doing everything right. But thank goodness you are doing everything right. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, I guess I should say is how important self-talk is because, mm -hmm. you know, when I was diagnosed with this higher cholesterol, I kept saying to myself, I'm not going to be like my father. I'm not going to be like my father. And you know what? The subconscious mind doesn't hear the knot. And so I became exactly like my father. So really, really important how we speak to ourselves. So true. Yeah. You know, the other thing I thought I would bring up since you were talking about um, the giving and receiving, uh, like reaching out to people. So in what I did, I, I came out that I had a heart attack with a bang because I said, okay, in February, Every day of the month, I am going to do a Facebook live video chronicling my recovery, like saying what I'm going through and what I did. So people then knew that I had the heart attack and I was at a networking event where one of the women's mothers made quilts for heart attack survivors. And would I like one? And I said, oh, I would love that. It was her church. They made this quilt and then um, at the end of the service, it was blessed in the church. And then as people exited, they tied a knot in a prayer for me. And this was people I didn't even know. And I thought, this is like incredible. It's just so kind. I could hardly, well, I'll just be honest. I cried for almost a day. Because it was so I'm nice. so moved by the story. I am. <laughs> I, I've never had the lesson of receivership like I did that day because I like to be a giver. I like to give. I'm always helping people. And you do feel mm -hmm. when you give, but when you receive, that's a whole other thing. A lot of us need to learn that we haven't ever given ourselves that opportunity, right? Or permission permission to receive so important. And I'm actually, I'm actually sitting on it right now. It's kind of not my style, but, um, like it's so precious to me yes. that I have it with me all the time. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. And the power of prayer too. I mean, miracles have been documented right. to come from prayer. It's really yeah. extraordinary. So what a beautiful mission that they have. I love that. Yes. Yes. So I was grateful to be a, a receiver of that. And it taught me a powerful, powerful lesson. And I, mm -hmm. since then, when people give me compliments, I say, thank you. I used to brush them off like, oh, nothing. <laughs> you know what? You have to recognize like who wants to give to someone who never says thank you or recognizes mm -hmm. the gift. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really a give and take. It just, and I think for many people, receivership is harder because it means you're weak, mm. you know, more stigmas that we need to tear down. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think that's a beautiful point. I had a guest on the show, um, Laura Bootholtz, um, is a huge, huge fan of the book, The Go-Giver. And she, she points out, if, if you can't receive, you're taking from someone that opportunity to be able to give. And it is such a gift to ourselves to be able to give to other people. So it, it helps to kind of get a fresh perspective on that sometimes. If, if you struggle with even those compliments and certainly gifts and support, yes. you know, and, and it does. I'm from the heartland as well, where we connected over our Midwestern roots. And so it certainly is. I, I know a lot of folks and the way, you know, that I was raised, the prevailing trend is, you know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got this right. self-made person, you know, and um, we are social beings and that, that phenomenal, just to go back to heart math and what they've discovered that potentiality, the experience of entrainment, that when we come into the presence of other people, when we share energy, we come into alignment that is just extraordinary. Yeah. You know, like in the sixties, it was a very hippy dippy thing to say, I feel the vibe, but you know what? We've all felt the vibe we've entered in rooms where it's like, what just went, what just went down here? Like I'm getting the heebie jeezies and I don't really like that. Or you meet someone, it's like, mm, there's something about that person. You're feeling the vibration, but there's other people that, you know, light up the room that you can't get enough of because they make you feel good or a place, you know, where people hang out because they're all like that. So there's definitely, um, now we have the science behind it to show it's not just hippy dippy stuff. It's real. I love that. Yep. I love the validation, you know, that now we can say with a little bit more authority that things are all connected. It is all connected. We are all connected and it, it continues to be proven on different levels. So it's, it's really fun to be working in this space right now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, sorry, I want to, I don't know why I just thought I was muted planes like to buzz over our house. <laughs> So in your process, in your recovery, and um, in what you've studied too, I'd love to know, because I do think that self-love can be a sticking point for people. So in what ways did you start to build that foundation or these practices for yourself? Yeah, well, you know, there's the obvious ones that I was doing already is taking care of what you eat and moving but even just like having a clean environment is one thing, you know? So, because if you're really cluttered, 
there's an energetic quality to that as well. It's like, there's not clarity. So decluttering and the other things that I, I really do is I, um, I've learned to compliment myself. It's like, you really rock that. I try to do five things lovingly said in a day about myself where, you know, I, I love that, uh, you know, my legs are strong and that I can walk, you know, up that hill or whatever. I love I, just little things. They're not, they don't all have to be monumental because if we only wait for the big things to happen, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of little things that make the world right. And you could compliment yourself on, you know, having a nice conversation with a friend or like, oh, good for you. You smiled at everybody you met today. Or, you know, like little recognitions of like how you are a great person today. That's like one uh, thing, because if you're not hearing it, like you can't hear it so well if you aren't believing it. If other people are telling you that and you have no self-belief, you will not receive it. So it's a way like. I personally, whether you call it God, the universe, um, you know, the quantum field, whatever you want to call it, I believe God doesn't make mistakes and that we're all individual. We all have our own super sauce. There's no one else like us. And we have to shine and let, you know, the quirky things about us shine. Like you think about David Bowie or Billie Eilish or, um, you know, any number of performers, we love them because they are who they are. We love them. And, you know, there's a saying, let your freak flag fly and other freaks will find you. Right. And so I don't care. I guess that goes into like not needing other people's approval Mm -hmm. because, you know, you can be your best self or just imagine you were a peach. You were the most beautiful, ripest, gorgeous peach. And there's still somebody who hates peaches, you know, in the world, you could be the best there is the best you, but you got to let it go because you aren't here for that person. You are here to be the best you, you can be. So, um, letting go of approval is, um, another biggie. Mm -hmm. The other thing is like just a spiritual practice of prayer. I believe gratitude is super important. And again, this is in everybody's good book, whatever religion you are or not, you know, that saying thank you or appreciation for things actually makes you healthier. It makes you happier. It makes other people like you. And this is all proven in positive psychology. So everybody's good book has it right. And now we can measure it. So if you never believe you can believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you and I are both big, big fans and diving deep into the field of positive psychology. And so we met through a community there. And that's what I love to share with people is this gratitude practice that everyone talks about is actually verified in research, in studies that by having a gratitude practice, We're literally wiring our brains to put more value in these experiences, these feelings of gratitude, so that when they happen, 
we take them in more deeply. They mean more. And it literally raises our set point over time of positivity. It's so powerful. And it's a simple practice that can take not even a few minutes every day. It's just getting ourselves into that habit in, in whatever way we do, maybe not daily, maybe weekly, you know, in whatever, in whatever capacity resonates. I have a little tool. Uh, you can get it as an app or you could order it as a journal uh, called the five minute journal. And it's literally five minutes where you start your day with three things you're grateful for, what you want to accomplish for the day, three things, and what your mantra is for the day. And then at the end of the day, you reflect on uh, what, what turned out well, where could you have done better, and giving thanks for anything else. And it literally is like short little lines. Uh, the app is kind of cool because you can also take pictures on it. You could do videos and upload it. And uh, there's some quotes, but it's very, very easy uh, to do. And you just need to anchor it to another habit that you might have. Like, um, you know, if you uh, always drink a glass of water, then do your gratitude practice right then, you know, when you first wake up. But it's a really wonderful way to start the day. Mm, I love that tip. I'm going to have to check out that app. I've, yeah. I think I've heard of the five minute journal, but I didn't realize there was an app version too. So yeah, there you go. And habit stacking is a terrific way to start moving ourselves in a better direction. Right. Without having to call up all of our willpower. Yes. Yes. You just have to slip it in. And if you fall off the bandwagon, just go right back. And you know, the next, every day is a little different. Um, and you know, I have a, a morning routine that I really like, and it's, not just mind, it's mindset and body work. I, um, I start off with my five minute journal and then I generally, uh, I have a, a mat that is a PEMF mat, which a pulse electromagnetic field that helps to improve the microcirculation and oxygenation of your blood. And it's very good for my heart. It's good for COVID people recovering. It's good for a lot of things because we're disconnected from our environment. And over time, you have, uh, you lose your negative charge. We're naturally supposed to be negatively charged because you've heard of oxidation, you know, from pollutants or food or whatever. That's a positive charge. So this helps to counteract all that. And as I lay on my mat, I listen to some inspiring um because I, I might be learning something or I listen to a meditation or something. And then <clears throat> I go and this is kind of, I'm kind of crazy, but it's for my heart too. I go to an infrared or a, a near red light and I sit in front of that and I watch, I not facing it. I watch something called positive prime, which I know you're familiar with, which is like a little three minute video that you leverages all of the positive psychology research. Um, it's wicked smart technology that has also been proven to boost your mood. So it's a really nice way to start your day. I mean, like I, I allow about half hour in the morning, so it's not an onerous uh, thing that I do, but it's uh, me time. That's, that's how I start every day, pretty much every day. Yeah. And starting off with your priorities, right? Because 
we can't pour from an empty cup. So if we start the day already showing up, tuning into whatever else is going on, then our energy is already going out in every direction. Whereas when we can start centered and, and with the practices that we know benefit us. Um, I was just talking with a friend and she traveled with a Beamer mat. She traveled down here to San Diego for a conference. Oh, we get to meet people in real life again. It's a whole new world. Mm -hmm. And she packed her Beamer mat in her bag because it's that important. She knows it benefits her. She puts that priority on her health and well-being. And mm -hmm. I love combining the red light therapy. My mother-in-law is a fan of that with the positive prime video, which is terrific. And um, if that's something that people want to check out, there's a link on happifiedlife.com, start off happy, and you can take it for a test drive. There's a video there and even a free trial. And that's something that I definitely want to um, spend more time and shine a light on, maybe devote an episode to it. I might have you back, Audrey, and we'll, we'll go round table. Um, but it's so exciting, again, that we can use technology, transformative technology, to use what science is demonstrating has benefit. And then in an almost passive way, watching a video, we can get affirmations, see positive images, see natural authentic smiles that trigger our mirror, mirror neurons to be happier, move ourselves into a more positive state. And even in um, some early studies, it's found to have benefit to help people feel more positive throughout the day. Yeah, it was actually part Beautiful. of Oprah's happiness um, program where they, she wanted to have it tested before it made it because she's like, you know, the queen <laughs> and wants to have everything perfect. And they did, they discovered that there was a lasting effect of up to six hours. So for three minutes, people, you know, like you get the benefit of of six hours per day where you're like more upbeat. It's like a really highly leveraged use of time. Yes, yes. And we need more of that too, right? Making the best use of our time and attention, highly leveraged, well put. <laughs> yeah. And there are all different um, kinds of videos that you can watch. Like I created one on heart health, but there are ones for like, if you were, uh, mourning someone, if you were going through cancer treatment, if you were looking for better relationships, wanting a child, if you needed to sleep better, um, you know, wanted to lose body weight, all kinds of things, leadership, abundance, you name the topic, it's in there. So it's just a really nice library that you have access to. And then you can personalize it, which is really great too. Uh, by uploading your own photos. So your brain sees these things going by. It's like, oh, I'm part of that, that soup that's going by me. And, you know, like that vibration that we talked about, you put yourself in that quantum soup. That's all wonderful. So anyway, highly recommend it. Go to her page. <laughs> <laughs> and check out Audrey's session. What is your session called? It's called Heal Your Heart. Beautiful. And you can find it by Audrey's name as well. So you can look it up 
Um, if you're a member, if you have that free trial, you can try out all the different videos that there are to check out for seven days before you choose whether or not you want to make a commitment. But And that is a really big part of it too, is, is goal setting for ourselves. I feel like a lot of times life moves so fast and we tend to be stuck in response mode. We don't take the opportunity to get clear on what we want to create for ourselves, whether we're moving in a direction that is aligned or if we're moving towards goals that are someone else's until we get there and we realize we're not happy with where we've gotten ourselves to after making ourselves so stressed out along the way. And so I think it's a beautiful opportunity too to set goals for yourselves to start creating a picture of the future that you want to step into and then to be an active creator in being a part of these sessions by being able to upload pictures so on so many levels it's just a really extraordinary tool yes absolutely yeah yeah and so glad that it brought us together and we were able to to meet through that network of practitioners yes yes and we're all high vibing people <laughs> that indeed, indeed. <laughs> so, and the morning routine, you know, and I hear a lot of people speak to the importance of a morning routine. And um, I love that yours is so unique. Yours is not like anyone else's that I've heard. And I think that's important too, for people to give themselves permission to whatever resonates with them, whatever they're going to enjoy enough that they can commit to that time to start their day off with themselves and their well-being as a priority. So I think that's a really beautiful example of how you can tailor it to mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah, for sure. We're all, we all have different needs. So, and we all like different things. So, and sometimes I substitute different tools, but um, it's kind of what I feel like, but generally that's what I do. <laughs> and then you can step into your role in, in terms of showing up for other people and giving and supporting your clients, which yeah. can be a task. <laughs> right, right. And so you've said too, um, and, and we talked before about your programs for first responders, and I think that's really important as well. Um, and you mentioned that sometimes it can be difficult for people in very demanding positions, for people who feel that they have to have that character of having it all together, of being prepared and ready to meet anything, you know, there's a duality there that can be hard to reconcile. And so I love that you've made that, that um, effort to reach out to people who are definitely in need of some of these skills and, um, you know, planting seeds so that they can too find ways to create the support or find the support that works best for them. Yeah. Well, in my network, they know I'm a, <clears throat> a stress transformation coach. And so the Chicago Police Department has had a number of issues, as many people know, if you watch on the news, and they had something called the consent decree, which required an outside, par outside parties to give them training on how to be less stressed. So I was one of the practitioner. I mean, there are like 13,000 police you know, department people. So no one trainer could do all of that. But I was one of the practitioners that um, we did a half day of um, mostly stress mastery education. And then there were aspects of like how to eat better and how to manage your finances. Because in reality, you know, 
our food is a manifestation a lot of times of stress. And a lot of times if you're in a squad car, you're always on the go, how can you eat something healthy? Well, it actually turns out if you bring stuff along, you can, you know, like you have to prepare a little bit more. And um, police officers' health is generally not very good uh, because of the stress and because they're, uh, they don't have access to good food. And um, quite frankly, they like to unwind with a little bit of alcohol or a lot of it. And that like kind of perpetuates. And um, unfortunately, this is a stunning statistic. Police officers, their average death date is 59. Hmm. And those who make it to retirement generally, uh, they, they die around um, six, like one or two years after retirement because your body has infinite, doesn't have infinite, um, you know, response to all those stressors. So you do need to take care of it. And, you know, finances can be a big stress, what you eat and what you consume. And then just knowing how it works, uh, how, how you get stressed and, you know, techniques like breath work, meditation, uh, just being out in nature um, and laughter. Laughter is super, super good. Uh, you can laugh and it's very, there's like, if you Google or look up on YouTube, laughter videos where like they have it like social contagion where someone starts laughing and soon like the whole subway car is laughing because someone is cracking up. They don't even know why they're laughing, but that guy is laughing and that's funny. And we, the mirror neurons that you talked about, we see that and we want to be in on it. So we're laughing along with that person. So it's just all interesting. And I'm glad I could, you know, in my small way, I hope I made a, a little bit of a difference. Planted some seeds, I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. sure. And that's another, um, speaking of laughter, another one of those areas in which, you know, they're coming out with some research or validity to the benefits of laughter, literally bringing your health back, not only lifting your mood, but restoring our health. It's such a powerful thing. And so, yeah. And, and I love that you bring so many different tools to the table because different things work for different people, just like you said. And the more that people are aware that we have to choose from, the more we can be selective and really get to know ourselves through the process of refining these tools and knowing what to call on and when. Yeah. I'm glad you call it like a toolkit. That's exactly how I talk about it. You know, you might most often use a hammer and a screwdriver, but when you need the slip joint pliers or the Allen key or whatever, you've got it. You can find it in your toolkit and you're aware of it um, because, uh, you know, there are different stressors that we have at different points in our life. And it's good to know uh, those, what those resources are. And just, I just have to say this thing, a little thing on laughter, you know, that um, when you laugh, you set off all these wonderful cascade of hormones, serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin. And so that is all very healing. But in contrast, if you are angry, like even for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, I think is the study, 
that you set off cortisol and a lot of other stress hormones and the effects of that can last up to six hours later. And those stress hormones, like cortisol, that is like erodes everything on the inside. It's good like for a short burst of like fight or flight, like back when, when we really were escaping the lion, you know, the proverbial lion, we needed it. But if you look at like uh, any video on where a lion is pursuing its prey, when the prey escapes and after it's all done, what does the, what does the antelope do? They shake it off and they go back to grazing. Within 15 minutes, everything is back to normal. But we humans, we keep thinking about our boss, we thinking about how bad traffic is, like, oh, why did she say that to me? And we can't ever go back to homeostasis, like where we should be. So we need to proactively manage that. And in that case, you know, that is where I, I failed to protect my health is that that continuous negative stuff. It wasn't anger per se, it was, but it all set off this cascade of, of bad things. And one thing I will share is that the heart attack I had was not a normal heart attack because when they went in, I had no plaque in my arteries, no plaque, but I developed a tear in my arterial wall. So you can manifest just about anything. <laughs> And just make it sure it's a good thing, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. If, if we're going to be setting ourselves up and turning that, that record and wearing a groove, definitely is beneficial to consider how we can make that call in some positive as opposed to right. taking ourselves to account for things that aren't even true or authentic. We can, right? And just the same way that neuroplasticity helps that gratitude practice bring us to more positive by just as you're saying, keeping ourselves triggered over the same stressors, the same concerns and worries and frustrations, we're wiring those paths. And then of course, our brain is going to keep wearing that same groove and going back to those concerns and frustrations, just filling in a different blank, putting mm -hmm. in a new instance or situation that we can continue that pattern with. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you have something special for our audience. You're sharing a gift with them to help them cultivate self-love. So this is something that we can all use some benefit for. I'm so glad that you're making this available. Oh, thanks so much. Um, yeah. If you go to AudreyWeidman.com, Weidman with W-E-I-D as in David, M-A-N.com forward slash self-love, you will get seven tips on how to cultivate self-love and they're all, uh, proven, you know, proven things. It's not just woo woo stuff. And there are things that I use in my practice, maybe not daily, but they are proven to work. And maybe something, I believe self-love is where it starts. And it certainly mm -hmm. had to start that way with me. So I I'm hoping that will benefit your audience as well. Yes, I know it will. I think that's beautiful. And I agree. I think that we tend to have an easier time giving grace to other people by far than we do extending that own grace to ourselves. So let yeah. it, let it start with the, some practices and start building this into maybe your morning routine. Maybe you're winding down from the end of the day. However, it fits that you can 
integrate and, and bring these practices into your life will be super powerful. I know. Right. Is there anything else we've covered some ground today? Obviously we could continue this conversation and go any number of different ways in the future. Um, but before we go today, anything you want to leave with our listeners? No, I just think that, well, one of the easiest things that you could do for yourself, if you start feeling stress is do some slow, deep diaphragmatic breathing. Navy seals do it. Look up box breathing. This is what the Navy seals, the most highly trained military force does. My police audience like that. <laughs> um, box breathing will get you back to center so you can think more clearly. But yeah, just, you know, life is beautiful. You just have to see it. So make it a habit of trying to find the beautiful things. Mm, I love that. And before we hopped on air, you were talking about taking a nice mindful nature walk. That's one of the exercises that I love recommending to people too. So if you need something beyond that box breath, which is super powerful, um, give yourself some time to just go out in nature and maybe give yourself a goal of finding three things that, um, that delight or amuse you, you know, and really keep those eyes peeled and be present in that moment. That is something so powerful in, in nature as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Audrey, for joining me, for bringing your brilliant ideas. It's so fun to listen and collaborate with you. Absolutely. You're one of my favorite peeps and I don't even know you that well. <laughs> we'll get together in real life sooner than later. Yes. Right. I'm going to call it down. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you are well and find plenty of time to take care of yourself. And I'll talk to you really soon. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.